2: But I think, uh, as a knoll, uh, that uh, you have to be pretty happy today because we sit here and look at this situation. Finally, they're taking legal action.
0: Yeah, you guys did a great job, really, spelling it out. The two biggest points that I took from that when David Ashburn laid out all the accounts that are going to be in the complaint that's about to be filed were uh, for the fiduciary duty uh, that the ACC had, and you guys referenced 2016. I thought that was big. It seemed like, I know I always had the impression John was his biggest concern back then was keeping the conference alive to the detriment of the members. It didn't matter. It was all about keeping the ACC alive as long as possible, and that's that can be in conflict. I, I think that's a very viable, actionable complaint that it is in there for that. And he, and I think he did a great job spelling that out and, and Corey nailed that too. As soon as he threw out that zero figure. So here, what they were talking about in the, what David Ashford was talking about the penalty aspect of things. You can have a penalty in a contract, but it can't be unreasonable as it relates to the actual damages uh, in this case. So obviously that 572 million figure, the out is it's pretty obvious. That's not reasonable. Um, you know, throwing that zero, technically that zero out there was, that's a negotiation thing because they we got you in Florida courts. You're in Tallahassee. You may get zing with a zero. Tell you what, let's negotiate this thing for 200 million. We'll call it a day. You go your way. I'll go away. So that is a strategic count right there to put that there to hopefully get them to the table to negotiate that out. Whether that that happens, we'll see. I mean, I don't know about the other complaints. I mean, a lot of them are just thrown in there. You know, you got the antitrust one in there, um, some of the other ones, but those are the two that really stuck out to me the most in this thing. And you know, this is the thing. I know. I know the reaction. I'm glad they pointed out too that it's going to be. Oh, Florida State got snubbed in the playoffs, so they're they're mad. They're filing. This has been going on for over a year. They've been taking several trips up and down to Charlotte to review these hidden documents. They went out of the way to say how secretive this thing and how yeah. unusual it is that they're hiding this stuff behind closed doors. Uh, to me, that's a big deal. And I did. So that's some of the thing. I was always hesitant to comment on this because we don't know. A lot of the agreements are there, and I heard some stuff about some violation of some of their own bylaws and contracts within the ACC. That's relevant as well. If you're not following your own bylaws, that's going to weigh heavily in a court proceeding as well. So I'm a lot more optimistic just on the legal base of this than I was 24 hours ago. I think uh, David Ashford did a great job laying out some very, it seems to me, some very viable grounds. I think the first battle we're going to have is venue. You guys referenced that. I I think the ACC is going to do whatever it can. They do not want this thing to be tried in Tallahassee. Because they are well, know they're gonna get screwed if they do. You and I talked
2: about that yesterday, Gene. And I, I thought it was interesting. I mean, they wanted to make sure they told everybody that they're filing yeah. here in Tallahassee. You have restraint of trade, antitrust violates Florida law, keeps this in the state, breach of contract, violation of public policy. These are all key yeah, we're doing this here. Let's yep. get it on. I think ultimately, not a lawyer. We'll see what happens. That this is about coming to the negotiating table. This, I mean, you can't oh, yeah. imagine that anybody wants discovery here. This is this could get ugly in a hurry.
0: Yeah, discovery was mentioned and going ahead and getting compelling those documents. And obviously the ACC and ESPN is a very strong interest in not making those public for whatever reason, because they've gone above and beyond to hide those things from everybody. The fact that now those are going to be discovered become public record. If that's valuable to them, they say, oh, wait a minute. Before you start doing this discovery, let's sit down and talk about these things. So again, it's all about having leverage all these different counts, the discovery, these documents being public, this thing being in Tallahassee, the potential for the zero. It's all chips and there, you're you're putting in your chips right now, and you're saying, "Let's go, let's go to town, guys." You want you want me to throw it all in, or do we want to negotiate this thing? So, the, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun the next few weeks to see how this thing plays out. But I do think the battle on venue will be there. But and Jeff, and you aptly said, your attorney buddy was correct. The plaintiff has the benefit of the doubt on those things. It's filed. To the plaintiff where they file, if they're doing business, obviously ESPN and ACC do they do business in the state of Florida? Uh, so I think it, I think they're going to have an uphill battle. So I think this thing I think they're going to win that v- venue here, and then you then you've got all the leverage on them.
1: Well, and I, and I think there's a bigger point. Well, no, the biggest point is obviously the lawsuit. But you know, we we have to from the ten thousand foot view of this when you're looking down. Obviously, Florida State has to do something. Like I I I don't like national media members or other fans of other institutions. We don't know if this is going to work. It sounded really good today, it's that, but of course it did. You you were listening to their presentation. We don't know what the ACC will counter with. We don't know how any of this will play out. But I guess my my question to anyone complaining about what Florida State is doing is, what would you have them do?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Just sit here and wear it for the next 13 years? There are two or three programs in this entire conference that care about football, and they are going to lose. in the If they just stayed the course for the next 13 years – they are going to be a half a billion dollars behind the <laughs> University of Florida, in Georgia, in Alabama, in Auburn, in all these other schools they recruit against. A half a billion dollars behind. In Florida State is more valuable as a brand than all the schools I just mentioned. Well, I don't know if I mentioned Alabama, but they're they're one of the top ten brands in the sport, and they will be paid like one of the like the sixty first most valuable brand in the sport. That can't be. They have to try something, right? You just can't sit here and wear it. And that's what today, and quite frankly, the last year, what happened in August, and even well before that, the machinations that have, have been taking place, it's all because of that.
2: And Florida State can't really worry about the way that, and I know why you brought it up, Corey, the way that fans feel of other institutions, Florida State's whining, Florida State is complaining, look at Florida State, oh, woe is me. Well, look, it's easy for you to say from afar, especially if you're a fan of a team that is making more than $30 million plus per institution in that other yeah. league annually. Uh, there's no way and that's why the word untenable was used originally, that Florida State could sit idly by. They had to do something. In fact, I think many of us in the Florida State community were beginning to lose patience. We had heard the saber rattling. We had heard the comments about how this is untenable and something must be done and nothing was done. And we kept waiting. And every day that went by, you wondered, do they really have an answer? Do they really know what they were doing when they decided to go public with this? The first time around, turns out today, validates those initial observations from the board of trustees. That this today shows you that this was part of a process in which they were hoping to get something done prior to this moment in time, but it became clear that hope wasn't going to get it done, that filing a lawsuit was going to initiate their ultimate goal in some capacity. Now, we'll see how it plays out. None of us know. But today was inevitable, and now you know that they were willing to take action and not just speak on this publicly in the hopes that something would happen. They were always going to arrive at this day.
1: And Don't we all think people are going to look at what happened with that nonsense in the boardroom in Dallas with the college football playoff Mm -hmm. as the final straw? I think the final straw is Cal, Stanford, and SMU. When they were added, I think that's when Florida State said, well, obviously this conference just doesn't care or understand what we're talking about and what we're trying to be. We've got to – like, whose idea to make your conference more valuable is to add three non-valuable partners? (laughs) It just doesn't make sense. That's not – so – if you're trying to assuage Florida State's concerns about the uh, viability of this conference long-term, you don't bring in Stanford and Cal and SMU. And I think that was really the final straw, not the nonsense that happened uh, two weeks ago with the College Football Playoff Committee.
0: Yeah, I mean, you uh, wonder if that 15-member number, which was referenced during the Board of Trustees meetings, is also key because FSU, let's say Clemson, North Carolina leave, they still got their 15 members, and I guess that tr- still keeps them within some multimedia framework with ESPN. Right. And they're still getting their distribution. So I think that's in there too. Here's the thing that may be lost in a lot of the national people are going to start. I'm sure we're going to see all kinds of stories and TV shows and everything else about us over the next several days. And I'm, I'm curious the path, but I, I hope it's spelled out that this is not Florida state. Didn't just do this because they're mad about even, even the what happened with SMU and Cal and all that, or what happened with the, with, uh with the playoff snub. This has been going on for a year. They have been, you don't think they've been negotiating or trying to negotiate with ESPN, with, with the ACC to get this worked out. I mean, it was brought up. We we worked on uneven revenue distribution. They weren't having it. All these Wake Forests and BCs are like, screw you. We're not going to give you, we're not going to give you a dime more. Too bad that, you know, we, we teet off you and we take all your money and revenue that you're generating for us. Um, so I mean, I, I hope that is is mentioned that they have been trying for over a year to get this thing done, and the and ACC hasn't budged. Frankly, they haven't budged, and, and I believe, hearing this, I think they have breached their fiduciary duty to FSU. And it, no, as Alford pointed out, you mentioned Corey. It's a simple math problem. There's, it doesn't add up. There's, they have no choice in this, in this matter. You can't sit back and just again hope or keep negotiating. You can negotiate till the cows come home. It's, it's never going to make a difference. And what what what
1: confidence would you have? Say you did for whatever reason stay until twenty thirty six. What confidence would you have that they would get a good deal for you then? None. You know what I mean? They're still gonna be
0: third or fourth. Well you're you're uh, not a top ten program either at that point, Corey. Absolutely. Yeah, twelve. If they still existed, you're yeah. nothing. You're Georgia Tech at that point.
2: Quick, uh, kind of curious big picture question here as we round things out. I, I am Today, the Florida State fans, I think, are all very excited, got the news that they wanted. Florida State's moving forward with a lawsuit today, which is nice to hear. But uh, I say that for the purposes of those that just joined us. But I, I, I do wonder, Gene and, and Corey, your opinions on this. You think Florida State does this if they don't think they have an offer to one of the two? Or are they doing this regardless? Corey, you
1: want to go or you want me? No, I, I definitely think um, – I don't know if there's a handshake agreement. Oh, with, not like, legally.
2: They couldn't have one. No, I mean, but but, but we, we, well, we you could shake understand.
1: a hand. You could shake a hand legally, <laughs> Jeff. Uh, but, no, I, I I think that, yes, they have probably been told they have a landing spot. But at the same time, I look, they're an attra- such an attractive brand. But the Big Ten could rightfully say, look, we would love you to be here can you come yeah. and this is the first step in that make right. yourself available and then you go you go from there but i don't know if an agreement's in place i don't think they're too worried about where they would land they're florida state they're a top 10 football program in the country by every metric uh, most most notably ratings uh that that obviously even if the sec's like no we're good we got florida the Big Ten would love to be in the state. Yeah, they're board. a
2: monster asset. Of yes. course they are. Monster. The numbers bear that out. I am just kind of curious: would they have pushed as hard as they did, beginning oh, right. when they did, to get you know to this no. point, if they didn't think they had that in place?
0: No, I, I don't think. Yeah, I agree. With you. I think they had something. Again, we uh, on a smaller scale, you could talk about with NIL. Well, it's the cousin. You can't tamper. Of course, we know we don't think. Uh, you know, Mike right. Offer's not on the phone with a player or his parent, but I mean, the uncle of the friend could say, "Hey, this school, if you leave." True you might have this. It's the same kind of situation here. I've, I've talked to enough Big Ten insiders and people that are connected. Look, you they talk all about, oh, the, the Big Ten doesn't want FSU and they want Virginia or uh, all these other parameters. And at the end of the day, I've been told Fox is freaking drooling over the prospect of getting a Florida State of Clemson into North Carolina to have that footprint in this part of the country. They got the West Coast now they got the Central Coast. They got the Northeast. This is the only, this is the chip that's left for them. So don't buy that. Yes, I 100% believe there is a wink, wink, nod, nod. You guys get out of the ACC unencumbered, but well, we don't have any lawsuits or anything like that. And you're a free agent. Boom, we're getting you in. Um, I, I have no doubt that that's it. You know, whether that's gone on the SEC, I don't know. I, I Jeff and I had that conversation yesterday. I wonder if that Maybe we can bring that open for discussion. Has that ship sailed because now FSU has poisoned the well, or they poisoned the well too much with FSU that we're like, ESPN, you know, screw you we're going to your competitor at this point. I hope Would not. They, I, I, I get it. Yeah. But, I mean, there'd be a lot of fans. I guess they'd be, you know, anything's better than the ACC, I suppose. Yeah, they'd get over it, You get, get, it, you get it bed with your enemy, so be it if your enemy's going to pay you a lot of money, I suppose. Yeah,
2: they'd get over it, and it's funny how these kinds of big-time <laughs> contracts work. You can have sworn enemies find a way to smile in order to share the largest piece of the pie. I mean, at some yeah. point, right, it becomes about the money, and it becomes an argument for ESPN all right, these guys are serious. They're actually flying a lawsuit. Now now the rubber meets the road. Are we going to lose an asset like FSU and perhaps Clemson, if they go with them, to the Big Ten Mm -hmm. to a chief competitor? Do we really want to do that? I don't care who in the SEC speaks out and says, we don't want Florida State. We already have a team in the state of Florida. Screw them. ESPN ultimately is making that decision, right. and they would be the ones to say, "No, oh, no, 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 no! Screw you! We don't want the Big Ten, namely Fox, to have a coast-to-coast conference right. that goes head-to-head with our regional conference." I mean, I, I would think that that's the real conversation. Not well, and teams. also
1: the SEC loves its trophies and its championships and how it means more. Well, you'd be adding two to at least two programs that, with those resources. Well, yeah. they're challenging the SEC for a lot of championships. A lot of them. FSU and Clemson with Big Ten money makes them very, very scary. And the SEC might want to keep winning more championships, yeah. so that, that might keep them there. Who would be more uh, reviled by uh, it, it, by Florida State fans? Urban Meyer on the Big Noon Show or Kirk Herp Street on game day? <laughs> <sighs> That's well, tough, man. That's tough. I don't know. It's it's a one in one. A is who who the Florida State fans uh, hate more, despise more right now.
2: It's easy to hate Urban Meyer since he coached at Florida and is usually incredibly ill informed. If you took a current poll, however, I think Herb Street's the loser.
0: I think it yeah. might die down. I think if you did the poll a year from now, I bet you yeah. Urban still wins that going away. By the way, I, real quick, how about
1: my man Drew Weatherford? Yeah, he, I mean, he just he's pulling off the look. He still looks like he's 23. <laughs> the hair. Yeah. I mean, come on now. Asking pertinent questions. He was. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. And that in yeah. that crazy, too, that they're just I don't know. I like that the president brought that up. It's like this isn't normal business that they won't yes. send us a contract. We have to go and look at it. Yeah. With, with somebody from the ACC watching us. We're Standing not over your to shoulder. Don't photos. you dare pull your phone out. That's crazy. That's it's weird. you can't yeah. make copies. That's really bizarre. It almost feels like that's illegal. It
0: feels <laughs> like, like it trying to hide be... something, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, it does. we <laughs> did something unsavory. We don't want you to look away. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. If you must look at it, I guess we'll let you see this thing. That Twenty has minutes. Hold into a lousy deal, sure. Yeah. Well, this has been fun, guys. I want to thank Russ for his, of course. You see the. Agent Russ Voorhees, State Farm, right there, mentioned him several times throughout the broadcast. He sponsored today's look-in at the Board of Trustees meeting. I think we got what we wanted. There had been whispers for months on in. Finally happened today. For those that missed it, you can go back and watch this video, or you can go back, certainly, and watch the Board of Trustees meeting in its entirety. But I would just tell you this. The lawsuit is happening. In fact, as they concluded, they said it was going to happen within an hour. It's yeah. today. It's being filed today. So that's we the someone thing- to the
0: courtroom to intercept that?
2: Yeah, Uh, that's the big crux of uh, the takeaway here today, everybody. Florida State University is filing a complaint, a lawsuit against the ACC. So this is a day of action. Glad we were able to watch it on a Friday before the holidays. We wish you all a very happy holiday. Obviously, Irish F.L. will be writing about this on Warchant.com. He was there today. Can't wait to hear that story, read that story, I should say. Uh, Can't wait to see all of the coverage uh, that is born out of this. Obviously, I'll have something to say about it, Corey, and Aslan will as well. Plenty of articles on the site. Go to Warchant.com. Of course, subscribe to WarChant TV for Gene Williams. He's the founder and administrator. There's Corey Clark. I'm Jeff Cameron. We're saying goodbye. Have a great Friday, everybody.